Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror content related from interviews, reviews, top 10 lists, and everything in between. I am back this week and I think I missed a week and I do apologize for that. I have been busy as balls. If balls were busy. Anyway, it's been a long couple of weeks. I was in a movie which is cool. So you can look for that next year, maybe. I don't know when it's actually supposed to come out. It shouldn't be too, too long, actually. It's a, just an indie short, but uh, I got cast in it, so that was kind of fun. But just work in general has been crazy. It's been a long, long, long couple of weeks. So this is the first day in a long time I've had a day to breathe. So I'm going to breathe into the microphone for you. It's a joke. Anyway, today we're going to be looking at a very elusive creature with a very, very cool past. Have you ever seen the movie Dune? You know the thing that comes out from the sand and eats everybody? Well, maybe that's based on a real thing. Today we're going to be looking at the Mongolian Death Worm, which is kind of a really cool name, even though if it might just be a misnomer. Nevertheless, we're going to look into this magnificent creature right now. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Like any good cryptid, the Mongolian death worm has never been photographed. It's been drawn a whole lot, and there is concept art for the death worm thing in Dune as reference for what this thing looks like as well, except to massive scale. Reports have been going on for this thing for years, years and years and years and years. And according to sightings, the Mongolian deathworm is a long sausage-like sandworm, dark red in color with spikes jutting out of both ends of its shapeless body. So think of a big leech with a mouth on both ends. Terrifying, really. Apparently it uses venomous spit strong enough to corrode metal or electric shocks powerful enough to kill an adult human. These alleged deadly worms are said to live below the sands of the Gobi Desert. Legends circulate freely about these monstrous worms, but no one has ever come forward with any kind of proof of seeing them firsthand. This is the true story behind the rumored Mongolian death worm. Now, the Mongolian death worm is an infamous creature whose legend lives in secondhand accounts that have been passed down for generations. Mongolia's nomadic tribes call it the Algoi Korkoi. I think I'm saying that right. I could be butchering it. I'm sorry if I am. Which translates roughly to the intestine worm, largely due to its resemblance of the insides of a cow, which is disturbing and disgusting and kind of intriguing in a sense. I don't know. It's That's a weird way to describe it. But the worm-like creature with blood red skin is said to reach up to five feet in length which doesn't sound all that terrifying if you really, really think about it. It's basically a worm the size of my wife. Which, I, yeah, that's weird, but I mean, there's snakes that are much bigger than that, so... Is it really all that spooky scary? Maybe, if it can actually spit venom and electrocute people to death. As I just mentioned, it is nothing like your average worm. The Mongolian death worm is believed to possess some distinctly terrifying traits. A British biologist, Carl Schuker, noted that the legendary creature in his book the Unexplained, an illustrated guide to the world's natural and paranormal mysteries. The Mongolian deathworm is believed to possess spike-like projections at both ends of its body, 
which makes pooping weird. Maybe it just throws up, goes in one day and comes out the other, and it's always hungry because it never really gets to eat because it just throws up and eats and eats and throws. I don't know. The biology just doesn't make sense to me, but it's a cool story nonetheless. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's also believed to have very formidable ways of attacking humans or other prey. The worm can purportedly spit corrosive venom or shoot out a powerful electric shock, killing its victim dead on the spot like a big taser. Cool. Legend has it that these terrifying creatures spend most of their time hidden underneath the sandy dunes of the Gobi Desert, but they often surface during the wetter months of June and July. If a local should happen upon the creature, they should notice steer clear. Naturally, if you saw a five foot long death worm in the street with fangy ends at both ends, which is a weird way to say, I don't even know how to phrase that. Anyway, you see this thing in the street, you're gonna turn around. You're gonna at least cross the street to avoid it. You know, like that creepy guy you always saw as a kid just kind of wandering around. Imagine him, but just a five foot death worm. Anyway, the Mongolian death worm, for all the stories of its deadly projectiles and grisly appearance, has yet to this day have ever been photographed, but not due to lack of effort. Curious researchers and intrepid inventors have combed the Gobi Desert in search of the legendary creature. Most famously, Czech cryptozoologist Ivan Mackerel, one of the foremost investigators of the mysterious animal, traveled to the Mongolian desert three times in search of the worm in 1990, 92, and 2004. Mackerel first heard of the death worm as a boy from the work of a paleontologist called Ivan Yefremov. In college, after he met a Mongolian student who believed in the worm, he became obsessed, as one does with something like this before the internet. Nowadays, we have all these movies and access to all sorts of crazy shit just because we have the internet. But imagine you didn't and you heard this story, you'd be like, I need to know more. And the only way to know more is to travel to the location and find the thing itself. Now, he combed through the Mongolian literature to find more clues about the death worm and was finally granted permission by the government to conduct research there when he was in his late 40s. He did say at one point, quote, Another more dangerous animal also lived in the Gobi, the Algoi Korkoi. It resembles an intestine filled with blood, and it travels underground. Its movements can be detected from above by the waves in the sand that it displaces. How he would know this if he's never actually spotted or photographed it, I don't know. Nevertheless, this was inspired by Frank Herbert's 1965 sci-fi novel Dune, which features a giant sandworm that are attracted to rhythmic vibrations. Mackerel's expedition team tried different ways to project vibrations underground during their search for the Mongolian death worm. In other words, they tried to do what they saw in a fictional movie. I mean, I guess that kind of could work. I mean, what other resource do they have? Maybe it works. I don't know. Probably going to scare the thing away, if anything. Uh, I don't know. That just seems to me like trying to go back in time using a flux capacitor and garbage because you saw Back to the Future. Anyway. One of the team's contraptions was a motor-generated thumping machine. <laughs> I got one of those kicking around. No. Anyway, but alas, their efforts proved fruitless, and Mackerel concluded that the creature must just be a myth. If he couldn't find it, nobody could. And that's it. Done, over, whatever. It doesn't exist. That's a little uh, narcissistic, but hey, if he can't find it, nobody can. End of story, right? While Mackerel's expedition failed to discover sound proof of the animal, they did provide most of the modern research material related to the Mongolian death worm. Subsequent expeditions to hunt down the sandworm continue today. Now, what are some of the uh, theories behind what this creature is? 
Well, although the legend of the Mongolian deathworm remains strong among locals, its existence has yet to be corroborated by physical evidence, or research, or photographs, or video, or sound recordings, or any tangible piece of evidence, but that does not mean it doesn't exist. I want to get that out there. There are indeed new discoveries every single day, and maybe this will be one of them one day. Unlikely, but you never know. I want to keep an open mind with shit like this because it's very exciting that maybe these monsters just happen to exist and we just don't know about it fully. We know of them, but we have no proof of them, if that makes sense. Zoologist Roy Chapman Andrews was the first Western researcher to take note of the legend. He learned about the elusive sand creature from Mongolian officials before pioneering an expedition to document Mongolian wildlife. In his 1926 resulting book, on the trail of ancient man, Andrews wrote, quote, Then the premier asked that if it were possible, I should capture for the Mongolian government a specimen of the allegory Horai. None of those present had ever seen the creature, but they all firmly believed in its existence and described it minutely. The premier said that although he had never seen it himself, he knew a man who had lived to tell the tale. Then a cabinet minister stated that, quote, the cousin of his late wife's sister had also seen it because of course they have why haven't they however this anecdote about the mongolian death worm is merely a footnote in andrew's book scientists dismiss cryptids like the chupacabra and the yeti as urban legends due to lack of scientific evidence but there is a possibility that such creatures like these and the mongolian death worm might exist after all even jane goodall one of the most decorated primate experts in the world said she was open to the possibility of a bigfoot the gobi desert is a vast region that spans a territory of 500,000 square miles of rough terrain making the existence of anything pretty likely it's like an ocean we don't know much about our ocean but hey there's shit down there that's terrifying and that's why i stay on land I'd rather come face to face with a Mongolian death worm than a fucking megalodon any goddamn day of the week. Additionally, there are worm species that have known to live in sand instead of soil, like the giant beach worm, which comes from Australia because, of course, it comes from Australia. It's a giant beach worm. Giant any any anything is going to be from Australia. Moreover, in the worm's circulatory system, it functions by absorbing oxygen through their skin and carrying it through their body, which would allow them to grow to large sizes, like the death worm's purported 5-foot length. Even that does sound a little crazy. Still, nobody has yet to capture or photograph this elusive creature. So how did the legend come to be? There are a few explanations that could be a play. The first theory is that these accounts might actually be true, but like most stories passed orally for generations, they've become greatly exaggerated. Now, the English translation of Deathworm from its Mongolian original name is also a little misleading, and experts believe that if such a creature exists, it may be some sort of reptile, not a soft, wiggly worm. Maybe something like a centipede or a snake, a legless lizard, something along those lines, which would give it a spine. So it couldn't be a worm, per se, but eh, well, you know, we're getting nitpicky here with science, and who wants science on this podcast? Am I right? Am I right? Now, either the worm lizard, which looks like a large limbless worm that burrows underground and grows up to several feet, or a type of sand boa snake could have originally inspired the death worm lore. No matter how the legend of the death worm began, cryptid researchers have not given up hope that someday somebody will unearth it. Get it? Unearth it? Pun? Because it lives under the dirt and sand. I'm good at my job, which is not doing podcasts, because I don't get paid for this, so it's not my job. My job is to throw axes at people. Okay, not even at people, I would. And I'm pretty good at that. Regardless, puns 
are great, and I will die on a pun hill any day of the week. But that's it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed the Mongolian death worm. Now, I do jump back and forth every week between maybe a true crime, a mystery, or some kind of cryptid or supernatural phenomena. And that's if you're first listening for the first time today. That's kind of how this goes. So if you came last week and it was like, oh, but you did true crime last week. I want more true crime. There'll be more true crime in the future. I just like to mix it up. Anyway, that's going to be it for me this week. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you did like what you heard, feel free to leave a five-star rating on Spotify. You can do it on the mobile app. All you got to do is listen to 30 seconds of an episode and hit the five-star button. That's it. Boom. All done over with. If you did do that and you want a shout out, absolutely send me a message on any of the social medias that I'm about to list. You can still also leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and any five-star reviews will be read out on the show. So it's another great way to get a shout out. Now, with that all said, let's get to some socials. I'm not super active, but you know, they're there and they're a great way to contact me if you want to. So first off on Facebook, you can find me at Horror Shots on Instagram at Ominous Origins Pod or on Twitter at Horror Shots Prod as in productions. But that's it until next time. Have a good one.